0: Get ready to hear something good about cannabis. Nurse Heather brings her eternal optimism and professional expertise to the stories of the day. Discussing current topics and events, making life's lemons into sweet lemonade, and sharing a tall glass with guests, friends, and her listeners. CannabisRadio.com is happy to present Good News with Nurse Heather, the show infused with compassion and love.
1: From high atop Mount Soldad in beautiful San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning, beautiful listeners. This is Good News with Nurse Heather. This is Canna Kenny. Nurse Heather, we just had some exciting times over the weekend where Nurse Heather developed a whole new fan base in the Lone Star State of Texas for the first cannabis conference that had ever been held there right in Fort Worth, Texas, with 10-gallon hats, cowboy boots, and the whole thing. And I think you're the new biggest cannabis star for Texas, Nurse Heather.
2: (laughs) Uh, Howdy, y'all. I had so much fun in Texas. I was afraid to go at the beginning because it felt like it was hostile territory. But as we found out quickly, Canna Kenny, it was a loving community of people who are eager to have medical cannabis in that Big state of Texas.
1: And as our listeners should know, Texas has up until recently been a place where no medical cannabis was available. Now they have a new program that will allow a CBD program, again, for children who suffer from epileptic seizure disorders. But this foray into Texas in Fort Worth, Nurse Heather, you were surrounded by some other beautiful stars who adored on you including Montel Williams, a bunch of big strapping football players, and just good people from Texas who are interested in learning more about cannabis. So tell your beautiful listeners about your escapades in Texas.
2: (laughs) Well, we definitely learned that it's true. Everything is bigger in Texas. And so it was really fun to mingle with some big stars. I had a chance to meet Montel Williams. And see him. We all know him as a patient who has multiple sclerosis and he speaks out on behalf of cannabis patients and the therapeutic value of cannabis. It was wonderful to have him there. And the Cannabis Gridiron Coalition also had a panel with all of those great football players that were larger than life. And I did make a friend, I feel, with one of those gentle giants in Marvin Washington, who is a local there in Dallas, Texas. So it was a great time hearing them talk about traumatic brain injury and the use of cannabis for that.
1: Yeah, Marvin's a big strapping guy. He was a former defensive end who played 11 years in the NFL. Most of his career was with the New York Jets. He was quite a distinguished player to have that long a career. And I noticed from the picture that was taken of the two of you that you look like a tiny little midget there next to the big strapping Marvin (laughs) Washington
2: Oh, Marvin was, like I said, a gentle giant with a huge heart. He was very sweet. He heard me speak on one of the panels previous to his own, and he came up and said some very kind words to me, and it was very nice to have that meeting. But yes, he's large, very big man, and I I felt very tiny next to him. <laughs> and we know yeah. from
1: we know yeah. from the science that even the US patent that was patented by the US government for cannabis mentions specifically neurodegenerative disease as well as ischemic injury which means traumatic injury that occurs and we know from the research and science now that someday A concussed football player will walk off an NFL field and will probably use cannabis within the first hour for his treatment. Isn't that right?
2: you hit the nail on the head, Canna <laughs> And that's the really important thing about the the Cannabis Gridiron Coalition and what they're doing. They're bringing together retired football players that now are experiencing the symptoms of traumatic brain injury and the, the pain that they've suffered and, and the medications that they've currently and in the past been taking. So they are speaking out and asking the NFL to pay attention to all of these wonderful studies you were just talking about, showing that even so much in the study to the fact that someone with traumatic brain injury who uses cannabis will actually live longer than someone who doesn't use cannabis. And they've shown that through studies as well. So it's really important stuff that was happening there in the Lone Star State. And I'm grateful that you and I were both there, Kenna Kenny, to talk about some things and help educate.
1: And we also saw you on a beautiful panel with Grow for Vets, and you were one of the Power Women of Cannabis. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so Women Grow, Power Women of Cannabis, had a panel, and there was a large number of us. I think there were seven or eight of us on the panel, and it was really great. We had 90 minutes to empower that community there, and I feel like we did that successfully as well as being on the panel with Grow for Vets, that that panel was a little bit controversial, even in the name. It was, why are we killing 50 vets a day was the name of the panel. And so we were able to talk about the therapeutic value of cannabis and how it saves veterans, not only the 22 a day that commit suicide, but also those who accidentally overdose or are just dying from so many medications that they're being put on.
1: Yeah, we lose more vets to the overdose deaths and to the repercussions from post-traumatic stress disorder than we've actually lost in combat.
2: It's a sad reality, and we're on a good news show. So let's just be grateful, Kana Kenny, that we were able to share this knowledge with people who didn't already have it. You also spoke on a panel, so why don't you tell us a little bit about the panel you spoke on?
1: Oh, Nurse Heather, I just brought some interesting topics before the folks in Texas to try to let them know how they can get started. They have the CBD program and we had a nice time chatting about some of the recent developments in the cannabis world, on the law, on the consulting side of it. And they were great listeners. We had a beautiful audience. The people in Texas were so friendly. It's just still that kind of scary environment where it's such a hostile place in terms of law enforcement that many of the friends that joined us for those sessions were intimidated, I think, a little bit by the fact that we are now openly discussing the topic in the Fort Worth Convention Center. But last but not least, you know, you have to tell us about... Your visit with the Trumpster.
2: Well, I was just about to say, you know, speaking of the convention center, Donald Trump had his rally right there in the same convention center that the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo was happening. And there's a photo on Facebook that I love where it has a sign that says Donald Trump Rally with an arrow pointing toward the sign that says Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. And it was in the same (laughs) hall. It was hilarious. We loved it. We kind of fell into that as a surprise, didn't we, Hannah Kinney?
1: Oh, absolutely. And didn't you see an interesting, there were all these folks with Trump signs everywhere, just as that portion of it was ending. And Nurse Heather, you saw a very interesting sight, did you not?
2: Yes, and I spoke about this during the Power Women of Cannabis panel because I saw amidst all of these Trump signs, Um, there was a girl about 12 years old who had made a sign out of crayon. She did a great job. She went really dark, you know, but you could still tell it was crayon, but she did it and it said Hillary for president. And so amidst all of these red, white, and blue signs for Trump, there was this one 12-year-old girl that stood out to me so brightly that I shared this story with the group there at the conference and I said, you know, that's what we need to be doing as individuals is standing up in the midst of what's already going on and, and the norm and stand up for what is right. And that is cannabinoid therapeutics and safe access to everyone. And we have a great, great guest today, Kana Kinney, who does stand out in a crowd. And I would love for you to introduce her if you would, please.
1: Oh, yes. Nurse Heather, we have Amy Donahue, and she is a social media star and has a very interesting background and has been a passionate advocate for cannabis as well. She's in Phoenix, Arizona, where she moved in 2002. She's a comedian, I think, as they say, and was a DJ on a radio show there. She holds herself out as a shameless self-promoter, which we'll find out a little bit more in a bit. She has a very interesting background. She had a person who followed her on Twitter who needed a kidney and she became a kidney donor. And since then, she's been a passionate advocate for organ donation. But as a social media consultant, she educates small business owners in the cannabis industry on nuances and etiquette. And so that They can themselves develop their own interests in business in this space. Along with being active in the community at large, Amy is also a member of the Phoenix chapter of Women Grow, and it's our great pleasure to have with us today, Amy Donahue.
3: Thank you so much, Ken. I love it. We met, I don't know if you remember this, we met at the Southwest Cannabis Conference here, and I got a piece of your donut.
1: I'm willing to always share any portion of my donut that anyone ever wants. And so I was happy to do it. And it's good to hear your voice, Amy.
3: Yes, you
2: too. You guys are so sweet. I love it. I do remember the donut story. We'll have to give a shout out to Nurse Julesy. I think she had a piece of that donut as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well, Kenny, as much as I want to continue talking to Amy, I want to come back and really dive into her story. So let's take a little time to show some love to our sponsors and get right back to it so that we can hear from Amy Donahue.
1: We love you, sponsors. We'll be back in just a minute. Listen up, all of our friends, including our best new friends from Texas. We'll be back in a minute.
0: Good news with Nurse Heather will return. But first, let's show some love to our sponsors.
1: What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have, you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com.
0: Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: We're back, beautiful listeners. We're with, of course, Nurse Heather, who's sharing her good news, and our guest today, who's Amy Donahue, who we just introduced in the previous segment. Nurse Heather, take it away.
2: Thank you, Ken Kenny. Hi, Amy. So good to have you on the show today.
3: I'm so excited to finally be on your show.
2: I know that you are a seasoned radio DJ, and you have the voice, not the face, for radio. Thank you for sharing your your voice with us today, sweetie pie.
3: Thanks so much for having me.
2: So talk to us about what you're doing in the cannabis space right now. I know that you're working with Nurse Julesy and I on the Cannabis Nurses Magazine social media. Tell our listeners what you're doing with, with your social media consulting.
3: Our company, I have a business partner, Jenny Patberg, who I'm sure you know as well. We have hybrid social. And what we do is we educate cannabis industry entrepreneurs, say that 10 times fast, on compliant social media and, as Ken mentioned earlier, etiquette. Compliant social media, as you know, Instagram accounts, Facebook pages, they get shut down if you're posting what you're not supposed to. And unfortunately, people will read the rules and everything in life except for their social media. And when you break the rules, you get banned. And the problem with that is if you have 15,000 Instagram followers and you post flower and get banned, you have to start another account. And then you'll get maybe 10,000 and then you get banned and then you maybe only get 5,000 that follow you again. So it can be really detrimental to your brand to not know the terms of service on each of the different networks with regards to the cannabis industry. So I'm very passionate about doing things the right way, which is hilarious because I'm a rebel in everything else in this world.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, you rules, know what, though? Rules, but, rules. Yeah, rules, rules, rules. But, Amy, the truth is, because we've had, I know this has been in the news, that there have been a lot of high-level social media accounts that have been closed. And I believe the ones that you've been working on actually didn't get closed. Isn't that true? Isn't that the good news?
3: None of my clients have, or I should say our, none of our clients have ever lost a presence on any social network out there.
2: So that's really the good news and value of what you're doing and bringing this compliance to us, because as you said, it's not that we don't want to follow the rules. We just don't take time to read them a lot of times. Sorry, Kenny, as a lawyer, I have to tell you, we don't always read everything.
1: (laughs) You'd be surprised at how many lawyers don't read everything. (laughs) I I find that especially true in Arizona when we are trying to convince them that the Department of Health should add a new condition And they continue to refuse to do it, contending that it has to meet some FDA standard that doesn't exist in the law. I think that we should start, since our guest is from Phoenix, with getting her to march down to the Department of Public Health there and convince them to read their own rules.
2: There you go. I would be
3: happy to do that. Give me something to take down there and I will do that for you, Ken. Or just blow them
2: up on social media. That's what you do, you know?
3: (laughs) Sometimes you have
2: to. Yeah, Kenny has been putting so much hard work and and I have to thank you, Kenna Kenny, on behalf of the Arizona Cannabis Nurses Association, as well as every single patient who your hard work is touching for all of the legal help that you're giving us to move forward to try and add conditions to the list in Arizona, including traumatic brain injury and autism, diabetes and neuropathic pain. So on behalf of all of us, Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your hard work that you've donated.
1: It's just so important that everyone understands that this gentle plant medicine is beneficial now for 140 different recognized conditions. And to have these false barriers put up so that these patients can't safely access it in Arizona as they can in California, for example, is just one of those things where, and I know Amy would share some of this, she's so passionate about organ donation. It's just one of these obstacles that we just need to get removed.
3: Well, speaking of the organ donation, my recipient's kidneys were killed by ibuprofen. So these over-the-counter drugs are dangerous for me now. I have one amazing kidney. It's in perfectly good health. But the reason I got my medical marijuana card was because of my kidney donation and my kidney recipient. I will not take any pills over-the-counter. And I'm not going to suffer with pain just because something might not be on the list. I have chronic pain, which is how I got my card, but I've been campaigning for any type of organ donation to also be included because I know people that have been able to go off the anti-rejection meds with the use of cannabis and anti-rejection meds are brutal on your system. Yeah, Tell us the
1: background. Tell us a little bit of the background of that. It's such a fascinating story about how you were so generous and kind and to, to be so amazing and as a young woman to give one of your kidneys to someone who you really only knew through Twitter.
3: I didn't even know her. It was her mother who needed the kidney. So we had been following each other on Twitter for about a year. We had a lot of mutual friends in the area here and we met at a dinner party. I knew she had a Facebook page for her mom's kidney disease. And I happened. it was almost five years to the day I saw her tweeting with a friend about her mother finally agreeing to go on the list to get a transplant. And I just jumped in. I said, I'll do it. What do I have to do? And we talked a, a couple hours later. And I started my testing the following week, which started with a blood test to make sure that our types were matching. And we both have B-positive which is actually a rare blood type in the United States. So on April 19th, 2011, I donated my kidney and her nickname is Tiny Mom. They're originally from India, but they've been here for many, many decades already. We call her Tiny Mom, this little Indian lady. And she's Hindu, so my karma bucket is full. But out of all of it, I think I gained a lot more. I went on a road trip in 2013 to meet other kidney donors who I met on social media and that is called Social Media Stole My Kidney. It's a documentary that'll be out in the next couple months.
2: Wow, that's so incredible. You are so full of good news and what a beautiful heart you have. What compelled you to do that other than just the goodness of your heart? What what compelled you?
3: You know, I lost my father to oral cancer. He was a smoker and drinker. I lost him 13 years ago There was nothing we could have done to save him. I couldn't donate blood or a kidney or a liver or anything to him. So I said to Kirti, the woman who my Twitter friend, I said, I have two kidneys and you have one mom. Let's do it because I couldn't help my dad. So I kind of look at it as helping my dad in a way that I really couldn't, but I kind of dedicated it to him.
2: Oh, you're my hero. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
1: So tell us a little bit about what you're now doing in the cannabis space. We talked briefly about the consulting that you're doing. How did you get interested in that? How did you develop it into a business and what are you doing?
3: Well, I've been doing social media as a consultant since 2005. It started on MySpace of all places and, and i've just always been an enthusiast as a stand up comedian and radio dj i built connections with people online rather than broadcasting my gigs and everything to draw people in and and to get to know people on social media because people forget the first word in social media is social it's not talking about yourself because if you do that at a party no one's going to like you and you're not going to get invited again so social media works if you're social and that's mostly interaction creating engaging content and talking and sharing other people's content. Because if it's me, 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 nobody wants that person around them.
2: And you've done a wonderful job with the Cannabis Nurses Magazine social media. Thank you so much for all that you're doing to help us. Just give us a brief overview of what you've done to make the changes and what kind of changes you've seen just on that account alone since you've taken over.
3: Well, thankfully, it has a large audience. People are very enthusiastic about Cannabis Nurses Magazine. The number one rule on Facebook is no hashtags. Hashtags actually are a detriment to engagement. And people don't understand that hashtags are not accessories. They're for search on Instagram and Twitter. When I see hashtags on Facebook, I want to stab my eyes out because when was the last time you actually went to the search bar and typed in a hashtag? Never. So that's one of the things that I, finger quotes here, cleaned up on the Cannabis Nurses Magazine, and we're actually getting a ton more shares and engagement on that page. I absolutely love working with you and Julesy on that.
2: Yeah, that's a great tip. And, you know, I am a traditional rule rule breaker, and I do hashtag on Facebook. So, you know, spank me now, spank me later, whenever, Kenny.
1: I'm, you know, I'm fully involved in, and engaged in that. And so I'm down with it. Whenever you tell me it's needed, I'm available.
2: I'll be happy to spank you when I see you, Heather. All right. Thank you so much. I need that to keep me in line occasionally. I uh, think well, a, good, a
1: good group spank just makes everyone's day
2: <laughs> This is... This- <laughs> Adult content on today's good news. Oh, Kitty, let's do a little love fest here today. Let's do a little love to our sponsors, shall we?
1: <laughs> okay, Nurse Heather, they've probably already bolted from my last comment, but hopefully they'll stay with us a little bit longer. We love you, sponsors, and please take a quick listen to them during our brief intermission. We'll be back in just a moment with good news with Nurse Heather and our special guest, Amy Donahue. Mm-hmm.
0: Good News with Nurse Heather will return, but first, let's show some love to our sponsors.
4: Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at OrangeHillDevelopment.com. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living.
1: Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to
4: improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living, while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life,
1: learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better.
4: The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com.
0: Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news. Only on CannabisRadio.com
1: We're back, beautiful listeners. This is Good News with Nurse Heather, our very special guest Amy Donahue, a specialist in social media. She has a background as a comedian, Nurse Heather. I'm wondering if she has any jokes. Maybe a (laughs) knock-knock joke or something?
2: I bet she can do better than that.
3: Oh, you cannot put me on the spot. I actually have a ton of Kidney jokes. It's very it's it's hard to just tell a joke right up front without being prepared or a microphone oh, or a crowd. You're
1: such such a kidder. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you, you're
2: so funny, Amy. <laughs> That's Please. what you get
3: for now. <laughs> oh, I love you. You're. I great. thought it'd
1: at least be a knock knock. Who's there, Kid? kid I got.
3: I got one. Kidney. I got one. What has two legs and bleeds profusely? Mmm. Half a cat. I, Oh. Okay. <laughs> that was from a seven year old.
2: OK, I'll take that because it kind of sounded like something that Donald Trump would say. Uh, oh, let's know. not Maybe. dirty. Let's
3: not dirty. Good news with Trump. OK,
2: that, that was, I know it's our filter. second time in this whole show, so we need to stop you it. Wash now. your
1: mouth out with soap for that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Dirty speaking. So tell us a little bit, Amy, about what's going on with the Phoenix chapter of Women Grow. I know that you are now the co-chair of the social media committee. And what are you doing to really get things moving forward there in that space?
3: Well, our job, Jenny and I are both co-chairs. We're starting different committees in the Phoenix chapter. I'm sure they're doing it in others as well. But we started this Committee, I believe it was November. It's basically so that Jenny and I can keep the conversation going because the chairs, they're at Southwest Cannabis Conference. They're at the leadership summits. And you still have to have that anchor. You still have to have someone keeping watch over the Facebook group and making sure that I'm letting people know about the Women Grow meeting, which is this Thursday and it's international. We're always the first Thursday of the month. So no matter what city you're in right now, as you're listening, If you go to WomenGrow.com, you can probably find a chapter close to you. And if you're ever interested in starting a new one, Wink Wink Southern Arizona, then you can also petition to have a chapter in your area. I would love to see you come up here one of these days for our meeting, both of you actually. But I I really love the interaction, most of the, the great relationships that I've built. In this industry, I've been in it for maybe about a year and a half professionally. Everybody has been from Women Grow, and that is how I ended up going to Southwest Cannabis Conference. That's how I met you guys. It's just a great networking group, just like any other networking group out there. People sometimes forget that we still need to have IT. We still need to have, you know, a social media consultant, a marketing consultant. Even if it's cannabis, it's still a professional industry that needs professional people in it. And that's why I love Women Grow so much.
1: Well, we'd love to be at the May 5th meeting. That's a Thursday because we'll actually be in Phoenix. I'll be litigating a case, prosecuting a case against the Department of Health to add Parkinson's disease. And so we'd love to have Women Grow members come and fill up the seats, you know, to show support for that petition and then join you maybe at the Thursday Women's Grow meeting in Phoenix.
3: Well, I've got May 5th El Cinco de Mayo marked on my calendar. So all I need are details from you and I will be there.
2: Yep. Fantastic. We love it. I can't wait to be with you. We've, we've mingled before. I know Jasmine came and did a luncheon in Phoenix, and Ken and I were both present. It was just really delightful to be there amongst our people in Arizona. You are one of our favorite people who are there, and, and thank you so much. Do you have any any nuggets of info you'd like to leave our guests before we wrap up the show and, and go about our day,
3: little one? Honestly, either read the rules on the networks or have an expert do it because your brand is so important. We need to legitimize this industry. And one of the key ways to do that is with professional marketing that makes the brand look professional as well. Just like anything else out there, Coca-Cola has a professional brand online. You need to have that too. And you, I mean, generally everybody. So give that energy to your marketing budget, your marketing out there online, whatever you're going to use. It deserves it and it's helping our industry.
1: How do our listeners get in touch, Amy? If they want to seek you out and get your you know, personal, professional information and guidance, how do they find you?
3: Our website is gethybridsocial.com and you can email me, Amy, at gethybridsocial.com.
1: Amy at GetHybridSocial.com. That sounds beautiful. And I I will say that I'm a big supporter of Women Grow, and I will be starting a new auxiliary organization, and it's just going to be called Men Help. Perfect.
2: (laughs) We appreciate all the help we can get, Canna Kenny. I have one more question for Amy. This is probably the most important question of the day. Amy, what color is your hair today?
3: My hair is pink yay (laughs) (laughs) i love it it's so much fun i don't know if i'll ever change it
2: that's one of the things about standing up and standing out and being unique and i appreciate you for being unique i can find you in a crowd with that beautiful pink head of yours
3: (laughs) i think you're doing the same thing with your braids heather
2: you got to do what you got to do sweetie thank you so much for being with us today kenny we are so blessed
1: We are. Thank you so much, Amy Donahue. And oh, thank you so much again, Cannabis Nurse Heather. You've been such an inspiration to all of us. We want to thank all of our sponsors, our beautiful listeners. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Good News with Nurse Heather. You could download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, follow the show on Facebook and Google+. We love you all. We'll see you soon. On behalf of Nurse Heather, this is Kanaketi. We're signing off.